Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast. This is episode 44. Today's date is 7-9-2023. We have Carrie, Mike, Terry, and me here. Yay. Hello. 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 As I try to look at my phone, I'm distracted. It's been a good minute. The last one, uh, what the hell was the last one? Apache Pass. Mm-hmm. Six, six. Yep. Yeah, maybe a long one. We're going to try to keep from doing that again. It actually wasn't too long. It was just uh, the tracks. There was lots of tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you almost need like a double stacked monitor to have all the tracks. And- I did. Yeah. I said, I need another monitor. Because you can't fit them in a screen. You can't grab them all and you don't know if you grabbed what you. Yeah. Yeah. It's edit stuff. I need one monitor just turned vertical. Yeah, just a yeah. That's not a bad idea. Let me know how that works out. I have that <laughs> one. <laughs> it's just the four of us today. I don't plan on bringing anybody in. I've got some people that want to be on the podcast. I just need to. Well, how do you say? We need to get back to a regular basis a little bit from the Houdini event podcast episodes. <laughs> need to get back to normal summer life. So the main topic is going to be the heat of the summer. Is it too early? This is damn hot. It's too damn early to be this damn hot. Yeah. Boy, it went from uh, nice weather just to the heat furnace. Well, we went from like rain every week to no rain, just heat. Other than that, I've been busy at work. Life's caught back up with me some, so kind of back on the wagon a little bit, but we'll see if I can shake her back off in the next couple months or something. But it got busy. Life got real busy. Other than that, still have a job. That's kind of all that matters. So I can pay bills. Mm-hmm. Paying bills, I think, are just way overrated, personally. Is it too late for me to forfeit all my loans for those cars? Uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I already got paid, man. I <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure. He's already got his. Yeah, I don't care from this point. The only time it affects me is when it's time for you to buy another one. <laughs> I, I need to take one in the shop soon. I actually need to need to see if we can put it up on a list. Uh, look around a little bit. I might know where one of those are at. Yeah, I haven't twisted that arm, but that arm is sitting there waiting for me to ask, and it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> Easy breezy, baby. Hopefully there's no, if you get hurt, car smashes on top of you, policy I have to sign. I'll just call the cops and say, hey, this idiot broke in, and I come in, and I found his car <laughs> laid on top of you. <laughs> I don't know how you got here. <laughs> what have you guys been up to, life-wise? Just work. That's about it. Well, I've had like Monday and Tuesday off the last couple of weeks. You had Monday and Tuesday off? Yeah. That's good. They give us the third and fourth off for Fourth of July. And I took some vacation for uh, the week before. Yeah, I'd definitely be using some of that vacation if you're about to start sticking six 12s in a row down. <laughs> that ain't no joke. <laughs> Yeah, I try to take my vacation during the heat of the summer. Yeah. 
It's not a bad gig. Yeah, I actually been getting days off. Yeah, I'm still not real accustomed to that, but you know, it's like, wow, I can actually go do something in the middle of the week. So believe it or not, I've been flying a couple of times a week here lately. Yeah, you've been flying on a regular basis. We'll just say it like that. Yeah. It uh it's amazing what just even going once a week, how it changes things. You don't always feel like you're having to catch back up to where you were. You don't have to feel like you have to take every model to the field. No, no. <laughs> I kind of have that problem. <laughs> yeah. I always take a couple of three. That way, if I crash one, I don't have to quit. I've been being pretty good. I've been taking one model. That's all I've been taking. Occasionally, I will take two, but I just grab a model and I take it with me and that's what I'm going to fly. And you know, if something happens to it, well, yeah, I'm done flying for the day. I was still on a Mark CC's or somebody else and get it over with. Cloud in? Yeah. <laughs> That's me tough now. That's what he accuses me of. So everybody just working their ass off? Pretty much. That's it. Did the 4th of July little fun fly thingy jigger? Oh, yeah. I didn't get to go to that. Yeah. Well. Somebody boycotted, if I'm not mistaken, 4th of July and chose to sleep all day. Yeah, I pretty much, for the better part of me, can explain. I took my head and shoved it in a 55-gallon bag and laid in the bed and pouted. It feels good to do that sometimes. Other than that, uh, I went to Duncan. I got to go to Duncan Funfly. That was a single-day run-up Saturday. Had a good time. Van worked out great. Great, great, great. It was going to rain when I showed up, and I scared all the rain away, just like at Apache Pass. So, like, it was going to pour down rain. Everybody's put up and everything, and it disappeared. It was awesome. Yeah. We're not going to call you the rainmaker, huh? Nah. Far from the rain man. Yeah, I just want to thank Matt and Clay and them for putting on that event. It was a good one-day event for me to drive up and chill out and barbecue and take a nap and wake up in the afternoon and night fly and spec out a night radian. It was cool. It was good times, real good times. I'm definitely going to go back again next year. It just sucks that I have to kind of make it a one-day trip like that and can't do Friday night. But So did Casey like his gift? Yes, he did. He actually took a selfie with me with it. I have not seen the selfie. I don't know if he just doesn't want to give it to me or he's scared. <laughs> he was really scared because I had got it all boxed up and wrapped and everything. And I had it at the table. And, you know, it's at night, Saturday night, and everybody's having fun and partying. And I was waiting for everybody to get together for me to do it. So I handed it to Bill and had Bill put it in his trailer just so I could have it quick advance, you know. Because Bill and his girl were there, so I have two people that can go get it. And it finally walked up where everybody was there and I told Bill to go get it and Bill brings it up and then all of a sudden Casey's like freaks out. He don't want video. He's scared as hell. And <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he like he like straight up said, I'm not opening it and threw it on the ground or like put it on something. And I was like, okay, this got awkward. <laughs> In the end, it, it was all cool. <laughs> I don't know who has got him, where it came from, but I mean, 
he is obsessed that somebody's going to glitter bomb him, and that's what he was expecting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I would. <laughs> eh, yeah, the time and place has to be right. Oh, yeah. It has to be like super late, like not with normal people around. It has to be the late night, like the super late night crowd, like the four or five of us. But no, it's a whole lot funner when you send this stuff to his work. Yeah. And he gets it unexpectedly. That's where it's fun. He's a little gun shy on that. And <laughs> <laughs> everybody else opening his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Can you please go outside and open this and bring it back inside, please? It's a car part. Oh, <laughs> forgot I ordered that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Duncan was awesome. It was really fucking fun. I had a really good time. Everybody there was super nice. Uh, I flew plane a lot at the event. I flew my glider with a whole bunch of other planes flying at the same time, which is kind of cool and scary. Uh, the little bitty Nano, what is it? The Rise Nano 3D print. I had, eh. It's a really good glider. It is not really good with power. Uh, we crashed it again, so number two is down. Number three I have ready to glue back together. So, Yeah, I enjoyed the one flight on that one I got. What else? Bought a bunch of airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nitro. I did get to fly my Decathlon Nitro really, really good the other day. We'll post a video on it on Scrap Pile or something soon, but kind of fly it like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles out there doing hurricanes with a Decathlon. I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, it was like hurricane, hurricane. Okay, this is cool. I really don't have to move the sticks. Where's my chair? And I sat down. <laughs> this is kind of easy. <laughs> Beagle, it'll do something flying in circles, but it looks good flying in circles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spent all this time trying to learn to do forward flight stuff in a helicopter. And then when I get an airplane and do 3D, I try to hover it like a helicopter. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I am not going for the learn to hover airplane right off the bat. I'm going for hardcore hot rod sport. He wants to skip all the easy stuff and go straight to F1. That's that's what he wants. He don't want to race go-karts. He don't want to go up the ranks. We're just going to go straight to the big leagues. I have a pattern plane now. It's in the works. I have a, you can do 3D. That's beautiful that nobody can fly. Other than me. It's on ban right now. Like I got to get some stick time. I'm going to get some sick time. I'm going to be a badass plane pilot next year at Duncan. How about that? You need to bring that plane out and let me make sure it flies right because, you know, Don Hawk will build it. Yeah, that is true. I can't believe I actually bought something from him. (laughs) (laughs) And it actually has this crappy sticker, like, inside the canopy I can't take out. Fortitude RC. Yeah, whatever that is. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. I had to cut a hole in the canopy to get the damn sticker out of it or tear it out the bottom. <laughs> Rebuilds. Oxy 3 is rebuilt. I got some flights. I went up to Arca and actually flew. I was going to turn the Oxy 3 into like an event fly and crash and just put uh, E-bar on it, the KDS fly barless, because I had it here and you're going to full send something, put something that's crashable. But it flies so shitty. <laughs> I hate to say it. Like, 
It flies. But it's more of a rate gyro. It's like pre... I think... I don't even know if the brain was out back then. Maybe the brain was out. But it was in the early stages of the brain. So this gyro is very... Very flowy. <laughs> it's a little loose, is it? Yes, it's quite a bit loose. I mean, you can fly it and TikTok it and have fun with it. And I may, I kind of want to keep it like that. But I don't know. It flies crappy. You know, if I'm going to have something to fly at an event at night that I'm only going to fly at an event in full send, I kind of want it to fly good when I do get to that point. So I'm probably going to stick a brain back in it. I've got rate mode set up on my brain, but I've never actually flown with it. Like rate on the tail or rate on the head? On the tail. It's definitely different. That'll screw you up, Terry. (laughs) It's not horrible. You just have to like know how to like fly the tail a little bit more. I'm talking about the head. Like the whole head and everything is like fly barred feel. Oh. Yeah, Terry, when you uh, you try rate mode, by the way, forward flight, you're going, oh, I don't know why this is so bad. Nobody thinks about it. Then stop and try to hover. (laughs) yeah it's actually not bad if if you did a setup in rate mode like a lot of times when we do our tell we just do the eight degrees or five degrees or six or whatever you do right right for the gyro and the gyro is happy with it well if you actually put it in rate mode that's not actually centered it's going to be drifting and then you'll have to adjust your push rod to get it so it's not drifting, and then you have to adjust your endpoint so it's not hitting on the ends. Every time you set up a new heli, you would put it in rate mode, and you would hover it, and it would drift. And you'd land, and you'd adjust it, drift, land, adjust it so it didn't drift or went back the other way, and then you kind of found the center. And that was your true zero, and that's what those gyros had to have was a super true center. These gyros today, we don't really have to do that. They really don't give a crap. Yeah, I usually just set my tail pitch a little bit and then my end stops and go. As long as you don't set it on the wrong end of it, <clears throat> then it doesn't like it. <laughs> I've done that once on the, I think the RS4 I did that. I was like, why is the tail flying so bad? And I sat down and I looked at it. I was like, oh, wrong side, dude. <laughs> Other than that, RS4 stuff. I'm liking the RS4. Got the Venom in. I had to give it to Mike to build because, well, I was lazy and I can say I was overworked, but I'm actually just lazy. Mike knows it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have the time and the energy to build it and I've already built one and I kind of wanted Mike to kind of see the build and kind of go through it. He really liked the manual. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) You know, it wasn't a bad build. It really wasn't. There's a couple little things that are like, if you're a seasoned builder, it builds real quick. If you try to follow the manual, you look at it and you go, uh, huh? But that's me. I'm a pitcher guy. I like detailed pictures. I don't like little bitty screws that follows dotted lines all over the map to try to find the right spot. And it's kind of weird because you open up a bag and you go, okay, here's my screws. You finish three pages and you still got 75% of the screws still sitting there that don't go anywhere. You're like, uh, what's up with this? They do give almost an obscene amount of screws to be left over. (laughs) 
you're going to have some parts left over and you're going to scratch your head. I cannot have missed this many screws because there ain't no holes left. <laughs> there ain't no holes left anywhere on here. <laughs> I mean, I'm putting nuts on the screws just to fill holes because I got all these extra screws left. <laughs> I don't have just a spare parts back then. They do. They have that also. <laughs> oh. They have that. And when you're done building from the bags, you have leftover screws from the bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I mean, this little helicopter, I told Spiegel there's like two like M3 by probably like 16 screws. And I'm like, there ain't a place on this helicopter you can put those. I know they're not blade <laughs> screws because those are Ziploc bagging and taped to the bags on the blades. I don't, I, I don't know where you can even put these screws. You know, it would have been really funny if I would have purposely put a bunch of extra screws in there. But it's actually kind of funny that I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you want to build my raw 580? Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Take a bunch of screws out, add a bunch of different screws, <laughs> put a bunch of Phillips heads. Yeah. See, what's cool is, is I don't use the screws for the SAB kits. So I don't care. I literally have the box of screws that when I get done building, then I go through and sort out all the SAB screws and replenish what I used out of my box. It's just easier. Last but not least, Nitro OS 105 rebuilds kind of going um, in the right pace. I had a big hiccup. Tell that at a later date. Chamfered screws are not to be used in places where they're not chamfered, shouldered screws. Mm. Anyway, I kind of screwed up and now I've fixed it. And anyway, new bearing, new piston ring cleaned up. It's back assembled. I just need to get some longer head bolts. Just a little bit longer. What size do you need? I have to measure it again. I think stock is 16 millimeters and I kind of needed like an 18. I had a 20. I could cut it down a little bit. I got those, but you had sent me some numbers and I'm like, uh, they know these numbers making sense because they ain't never seen the 15 or this or that or whatever. They generally are 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, whatever. When you lose some of the aluminum, uh, you have to come up with a number that works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so <laughs> need a little longer screw. You can put the three together. You understand the story. Yeah. No, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. A little oopsie. It's not damaged. It just is a full send motor at this point. She's not a show queen. She got a little ruffle in her feathers. Mm. Other than that, yeah, I uh, need to work on the night Nimbus and get it switched back to 6S. And I need to start working on this 12S raw 580 that I'm going to beat into submission that I want at Mayday. Thank you, SAB. Mm-hmm. Helping them out with whatever you did. BK Hobbies may have sent it. I think they did. I think BK Hobbies did send it. So, Thank you, BK Hobbies. I have a kit. I've never really won a helicopter kit ever in my life. So kind of excited. So I'm kind of like all my other projects kind of need to get out of the way. Not in a hurry. I do want to get it done before Ice House. We'll say that. So let me ask you. How many heli kits in the box do you have sitting at your house right now? Not too many. One, two, three. Three of them. Soon. Very soon. <laughs> okay. How do they stay in a box? Duct tape. I don't understand this concept. 
It's duct tape. Carrie finally woke up. Welcome to the show, Carrie. I think that's all I've been up to. My 3D printers are broken. The direct extruder thing is jamming up on me. It's not aligned or something, or I hodgepodge too much stuff together and it no worky. So we need to buy direct extruder that works with TiVo Tornado or IE CR10. When they get broken, when you have two of them broken, that's a really great idea, Terry, how you were talking about going in the field and you're like, I kind of take two because if I crash one, then I still have one to fly. The problem is you crash two or you have two to fix. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's true. When you have two 3D printers and both are broken, you don't want to look at them. (laughs) (laughs) You look the other way. It's too hot to work on 3D printer today. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, lots of excuses fixing 3D printer. I had the easiest fix ever. Hey, Spiegel, here's your 3D printer. Uh, I don't know what's actually wrong with the Ender 3. There may be nothing wrong with it. I just don't have filament in it. I know the last stuff I was printing was that Rise Nano stuff, and it wasn't doing good on PLA. Quick end-up note on the 3D print airplane stuff. Uh, don't leave it in the heat. It will melt. My glow-in-the-dark wing on my... Eclipsing S model. It has a little wavy in it now. <laughs> yeah. It's a little wavy on the wingtips, just a little bit. Not real bad, but Duncan kind of got it a little hot. Mm. Or in the van, you know, with no AC on during the day or somewhere it got hot. So I wonder how ABS would do in that. Well, that'd be great. It'd be heavy as fuck. <laughs> Fly worth this shit. Yeah. But I wonder if it would still have the tendency to melt, too. No, it's at a higher temperature. Van kicks ass. I went to sleep at Duncan at like 6 a.m. after doing my live stuff. And I woke up at 2 p.m. and there was nobody around. And nobody understood like why I was still alive in said van at 100 degrees outside. <laughs> well, <laughs> when my alarm went off, when I say the alarm went off, the generator died and it got hot. <laughs> 2 p.m. I woke up. I was like, uh, generator ran out of gas. We know how long it runs now. Mm. Fuck, it's hot. I have to get up. Where's my jug? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I had a flat there, though, when I got there, but it all good. I still need to get that flat fixed, actually. <laughs> Note to self. Who's next? I'll go. <laughs> the little 4th of July fun fly working this that got the nitro 700 going been a long time kind of forgot how much i enjoy the nitro side of things other than the cost of buying fuel and getting fuel i have a funny note on fuel spiegel you know i told you about the fuel at uh the little auto parts place over by where i work and you live yeah 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 they called me. They said, hey, uh, we got your fuel in. I'm like, cool. And then they told me the price. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you can send that shit back. <laughs> they tried to charge you up charge it to like $70 a gallon or something. Uh, you're real close, sir. 400 and something dollars for it was $80 a gallon. And I'm like, uh, wow, you're nuts. And I'm like, no. I said, uh, retail on the stuff is $40 a gallon. Oh. 
So I'm waiting on the boss's boss to call me and go, they screwed up. But anyway. Yeah. $100 a gallon. I'll take four cases. <laughs> yeah. No, that ain't going to happen, guys. Where's the finance director? <laughs> I'm going to need to borrow some money here. But having a little issue, and I'm going to say this very carefully because I have truly fallen in love with the SAB helicopter. It's kind of at this point, if I was relegated to just having to have one, that's probably what it would be. We always know that that's subject to change. But the build quality, the flight, this, that, I've thoroughly been enjoying. Having a starter issue on the Raw 700 Nitro, and I'm thinking, okay, this might just be me. You know, my starter one shaft, I didn't think I'd used it that much, but okay, I'll have issues. Well, borrowed one that had no issues, fit down the hole good. Well, guess what? I have issues again. So it's like, okay. So I start reaching out to try to get a hold of a couple of people going, hey, uh, am I missing something here? Help me out. And I have got a lot of radio silence on that aspect of it. So then I start looking for the part to replace the starter shaft on the raw. Finally found one someplace I did not want to order it and got it coming. But uh ain't sure what's going on with that. But I really have been enjoying it. Well, Spiegel got to watch it fly. I offered to let him fly it. He said, I'll fly it later. And then we didn't. No. You offered, and then you didn't hear me. I was like, okay, I will. And then and then you ignored me, and I was like, okay, I'll take the ignore as I don't, don't need to do this yet. Oh, I didn't hear you. Are you I told you you're welcome to fly it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't bug bug. I was like, uh, okay, I'll do it. And then yeah. I didn't get anything back, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sorry. Yeah, getting to fly a lot more, man, it makes things a lot different. Me and Spiegel got to fly a little bit together. Again, kind of doing what we talked about several months ago, pick one and stick with it, you know? Yeah, I suck at that. My problem is, is I keep picking one and it's like, ooh, I want to fly this one now. So I pick a different <laughs> one. <laughs> well, I don't think it's picking one. <laughs> sure it is. I only take one of the field. <laughs> oh, you're still researching. Yeah, researching, researching. Yeah. Say, so, hey, let me ask the group. Is it bad that I have like three LiPo 8S batteries that's been just sitting in the back seat of my pickup for weeks? At the moment, it is. <laughs> no, because you have that high dollar tent. Oh, okay. We'll probably get to that here in a little bit. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious. I may have a bunch of stick packs and everything sitting in my car. And, eh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. Don't buy batteries from us. Built the RS4 Venom. Nice build. Got the raw going. Got to finish it. Well, yeah. Well, I offered. Yeah, there's probably going to be a Neo in it. I really want to know how it flies with Neo. I do too. I'm not shopping for a V-Bar Classic, but if anybody needs $350 and has a V-Bar Classic, or if they know somebody that they can steal it from, I have $350. No questions asked. Brandon Cooper had one for sale the other day on uh, the Hangout. Seeing some other show notes. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nothing. I'll let you get there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Flying, having a little fun. You actually are making your turns and everything pretty cool. Did still seem like you were pushing it. Like I saw one time with your nitro where you kind of did it and you kinda like, uh, eh, this is my special 
expensive nitro and you kind of flipped out of it, but you're making the turn sometimes and it's starting to get more fluid for you. And I think it's going to open up a lot of, I think you've already noticed that it's opening up transitions that were sitting right in front of you that you never saw. Oh yeah. Yeah. Being able to transition from inverted backwards. It's like, all right, so I finally got, I can make them turns. I could do this. But I had to be like in a certain orientation at a certain spot at a certain time to transition into that. And now I can kind of transition into that, that attitude at will, wherever I kind of want to out of a different maneuver. And it's like, ooh, that just opens up so much stuff because it's like, like you got, okay, I got to stop right now. Let me reorient. Okay. Now I can go do this. I like the, the flowing stuff. And I, I do, I think I'm getting much better at doing that. Yeah. As soon as you get those orientations and you can flow between them, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I've been working really, really hard on pure TikTok stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've got to the point where I can actually see pure TikToks. And when I say I can see pure TikToks, like if somebody else is doing a pure TikTok, I know where their timing is. I watch videos of Duncan and some of these pros at Global, which we'll get to. I need to send that, put that link in there if anybody has it. I can see the timings, like watching it. I can tell who's keying tail down, who's keying on an aileron, who's keying on the nose down. Like it's starting. It's all starting to absorb. Oh, yeah. We were flying Sunday. It's like I'm out there. I'm watching you and you're doing this stuff. And if I remember, I told you, uh, hey, you need to relax. Yeah. 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 You yelled out. I was trying to do pure TikToks and. I now know the difference wholeheartedly between Pyro TikToks and corkscrews because when you learn to do Pyro TikToks, you end up doing corkscrews until you get all the orientations like down. So I'm doing more of a corkscrew type maneuver. Yeah. But Mike yelled at me. I was trying to force it really, really hard and I was just forcing it too much. And Mike yelled out for me to just calm down. And I kind of like put it back in a hover and took a breath and kind of was like, okay. Let's slow this down. Let's let's stop. And this is with my 700, which I'm not friends with still. <laughs> and it was like everything started smoothed out and flowing and this and that and whatever else. But yeah, when you relax and you didn't force it. Everything looked really good. It's a lot of orientations. Yeah. Going back to what you said, like you start opening one. It's almost like lighting a firecracker with a bunch of them tied to each other. If you can just get that one lit, it's just going to run and it's good. You'll chase the next thing and the next thing. Before you know it, you're transitioned two things together. Yeah. And you're not even thinking about it anymore. And it's kind of funny because me and you've talked about this. I think me and Carrie's talked about it. You know, it's like doing sustained pyro flips. I can't do them. I can't. I can do a pyro flip if I'm not thinking about it. But, you know, like me and you've talked, it's like you can't steer it. Right. We're regardless of where I'm at, if I get in a bind or I lose a little orientation or this or that, and it's actually saved me a few times, is I literally, wherever I'm at, I can do a little, either a full pyro or a half pyro flip out and come out of it and put myself right back into orientation. And it's like, why can I do a pyro flip at will to get out of trouble? <laughs> 
to get out of trouble, not think twice about it, and not even miss a beat. Do a pyro flip out of something and continue on because it's like, okay, I'm a little lost. Pyro flip out. All right, now I'm right. And continue on and transition right into something else. And I can't just stop and do a damn pyro flip. That half pyro stuff opens up a shit ton. That's the only way I can say it. Yeah, yeah. It does. I can put it whichever way you do it, but it, as soon as you start getting that half pyro, you can transition from upright to inverted. It just opens up a huge flying envelope. Carrie and Mike are kind of there. Terry isn't there yet. When you start dabbling on it, I use a half pyro flip to get out of all my trouble, except for when I crash. <laughs> I usually use a half pyro to get out of a funnel. That's my thing. I'll get in the funnel, and when I want to exit, I'll do a half pyro. And other than that, that's about the only time I can use one. The pyro to get out of trouble helps because you get to see 360 of the model. And if it's pirouetting the wrong way, then you kind of know it's possibly inverted. Oh, yeah. It didn't help me when I crashed the crap out of my goose guy the other day. Don't worry. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's like even like doing the half pyro, you know, flying around and going into some like, well, inverted backwards. You can literally just do a flip or you can do a half pyro. And it's like, so the transition is literally as you stern cycling around, you're, you're rotating the tail around and down instead of just flipping the tail. It's like, okay, that was cool. And it transitions straight into it and you just keep going. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. No one knows that you fucked up because you did a half pyro flip. No, out of your screw up. No, it's like it looked like you did it on purpose, unless you have fought it for a little bit and like, oh yeah, let me get out of this flip. Okay, all right, now we're right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's still a good save. I would prefer to see more people getting out of trouble. I want to see people start pushing themselves a little bit more, mm-hmm. and finding ways out kind of helps. Oh, it does. If you know you have an escape route, it really doesn't matter unless you're four foot off the deck. Well, you probably shouldn't be four foot off the deck doing (laughs) something if you're not real comfortable. Right. But I still have that same escape route when I fly that low. That pirouette is still there. Like, I may have to do it quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I may be pushing the sticks a little bit more and you may hear it bog out, but you know, if you can dig it out the bottom end, I don't care how you dig it out the bottom end. High five. Oh, yeah. No. But it's the same whether you're at 10 feet or 200 feet. Maybe not 200. Oh, no. You, I can't see it. It's just the amount of time you have to realize that you're in trouble. Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself when you're flying that low. Yeah. <laughs> Real honest. <laughs> Having the escape route is wonderful and great. We all lie to ourselves about when we're actually in trouble. And it's how much time, and the lower you are, the less time you have to realize that you're in trouble and to react and to use your escape. That's it. If you're 10 foot off the ground, you really don't have time to think that, okay, I'm in trouble. Maybe I should get out of this because it's like, I'm I'm in, oh, shit. (laughs) That sounds like I crashed the goose guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of it. Intentionally or on accident? (laughs) This one was actually lost orientation like Mayday. And it showed me that I suck. Like I lost orientation. And when I lost it, it like the switch, it just, and I lost it. Wow. 
but I didn't crash. It was sitting there. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to move the sticks much. It's just hovering. So I gave it a little negative and it went up and I was like, okay. And this is like dotted out. It's like blacked out to me. I can't tell an orientation. I'm pirouetting and I'm like, that's funny. That's going the wrong way. I'm like giving small inputs and I'm like, stuff is all opposite. Everything I'm doing is opposite what it should be doing. Everything. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, it starts coming at me a little bit. So I'm having to like guess a little quicker. And I'm like, where's, where's rescue? Where's and it just plowed into the ground. I just, I just lost orientation. I never got it back. Oh, it went in good. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't see what led up to it, but, uh, I uh, I heard the noise and I looked just in time to see it. Uh, it hit the ground and bounced. That's not generally a good thing. Oh, there was no throttle hold. You can hear. <laughs> now, Spiegel walk over and pick up pieces, not the heli, but pieces. Yeah, you grab tail, walk off. Canopy made it through. I missed the runway by like two feet. So that was the big epic save. Oh, yeah. Even though I had no skill involved, it was just dumb luck. Uh, the canopy made it through. So if you have a Goose Guy S2, you know the canopies are 25 bucks. <laughs> I saved $25. <laughs> I was really happy when I picked it up and the canopy was good. I was like, yes. So I was talking to our buddy, Mark CC, and anybody who doesn't know Mark, Mark's really a good guy. Been in a hobby a long time. He really is a good guy. That uh, first time I met him, he threw a helicopter in the back of his truck and cussed another guy out and peeled out and <laughs> drove off. <laughs> that was my first Mark CC. Uh, I mean, he's got the goose guy. Of course, he says that I've crashed it four out of five times flying it. I don't think I've even flown it five times, but I have crashed it twice. One really good one. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I don't think I've crashed it five times, but I've flown it seven. <laughs> I've landed it one. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> NASA screwed up. Hey, hey, they've all come back to the ground. You know, anytime it comes to the ground, it's landed. <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily going to say it was, it was a clean or successful landing, but it's on the ground. Yeah. We all lived through it. <laughs> yeah. We, we, it's successful. Yeah. Uh, well, that guy that landed that plane in New York on the river. They didn't criticize them. They say, we all live good landing. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the only landing on that thing so far that was nearly fatal was to poor Ben Stork. Sorry, Ben. I didn't do that. That was him. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Ben needed some ibuprofen when he was done with that dodge and grab and <laughs> suck the earth into his Man. Yeah, it ain't no joke. You know, we're talking about the goose guy and and he was having issues yesterday, and this one guy's going, you know, I don't know a whole lot about this, but for what one of these things cost, it looks like, you know, it sounds kind of cheap for everything you get. And it's like, it's because they know they're going to make up for it in parts. They lose $100 selling the kit because they're going to make thousands in all the parts you're going to break. Yes. <laughs> they took the 19... 19- the late nineties model of a helicopter. And they did that, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but made it fly really good. They're like, it's kind of like a one thirty X where it flies good out the box and you crash it and you fix it. And it still flies good. So people are going to buy parts like they did for the one thirty X, but like two or three times the parts. Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah. 
I think I'm still missing batteries. Well, I lose about three batteries per event. <laughs> we all love you. We we do. But when you get to an event, you're the most disorganized some bitch I ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not even going to pull any punches. <laughs> I try to be semi. I'm better than I used to be. You, I'm nowhere near to be good at all. If you got four buddies with four tables, you got shit on all four different tables. <laughs> no, if they have trailers, I have shit in the trailers, trailers too. too. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to add that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to store helis and other people's trailers yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. Coming in the. You just wait. You just wait till this little Mark Rudy Ryder guy shows up at an event. I'm going to use his his oh, tent. Sorry, he's going to wake up in my in my helis, and my stuff's going to be all inside his tent. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's all my shit? What's this heli stuff? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll stop interrupting everybody. You need that button. I need yeah. a five five minute uh, Spiegel <laughs> shut up for five minutes. No, no, this, this, this is a whole lot more. This is a whole lot more communication than the last one. The last one, we just sit there and listen to Spiegel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to not interrupt. Yeah, as that's much. Good. <laughs> I've pretty much covered all my stuff. So you want to take a wager on who speaks up first? It's going to be Terry or Carrie. If I had to take wager, I'd say Terry, but <laughs> okay. I'll just go ahead and go. <laughs> I win. <laughs> it looks like Carrie has a uh, bunch down there to go over. <laughs> I don't see anything. Oh, that's Kenny. I got my Kraken 580 built and it was maiden. Heck yeah. But I tell you what, I felt like an unmade bed trying to fly after not flying for a month. Good Lord. And you just decided to take your fresh maiden instead of <laughs> yeah. take one of your. <laughs> Shaking head, looking at ground. Yeah, I flew my 550 first. Oh, that's at least good. I always warm up on something I know, and then I made that one. Looked like everything worked fine on it. At least I know I can build a helicopter and not have to worry about it trying to eat me since I fired up. <laughs> yeah, keep telling keep telling yourself that. <laughs> that's a big challenge for new people. It actually is a big challenge. Yeah, it is. That we all forget about. Yeah. I know when I first fired that raw up, I'm like, uh. I'm going to step back a little bit. I'm going to throw the throttle hold off. <laughs> and I, I looked at the helicopter and, and I backed up 15 more feet. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the helicopter and time I got done, it was 100 yards out there. I think I'm safe now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I was telling Tracy self that this week. She needs a little bit more room. Yeah, she the video, she's flying pretty close to herself. And there's cars and stuff. I sent her a big message. Not bus Rosemar. She's doing a great job flying, but come on to that fact of like, if you take 15 steps and set your helicopter down, do you know how many feet of insurance you just bought yourself in case something goes wrong on spool up? Yeah, 15 feet. Yep. That's mm-hmm. 45 feet for most people. Three foot a step. Yeah. If my math is right. I'm going to do the interrupt. Did you see that Facebook post where the, the dude 700 heli got into him? Mm-mm. No, I have not seen that. I'll go look at it here. He apparently had an issue doing something and it drifted and he was trying to do something that got into him. Thought a hold. Thought a hold. Thought a hold. 
he caught it right on the muscle on the thigh. Mm. And I actually saw that, I think. It didn't cut him. It didn't cut him. How it did not cut him, I don't know. But it's like, uh, that's a lot of stored energy when it whacks you. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't imagine that. I can imagine it. That's why I back up 15 feet, 30 feet, 45 feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's actually really good, Terry. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, when I was starting, I couldn't even do Ford Flight yet. That's when I bought my T-Rex 700. I didn't know nothing about Velcro and batteries in the model or nothing like that. The uh, receiver pack was up there on the nose. I had a Velcro strap going around the top of it. I thought that was good. Well, on Maiden Hover, that pack fell off the nose and unplugged. Mm. Well, the heli just kind of rolls over on its side, hits the ground. One blade hits the tail, rips the tail off, and slings the tail right past me. I'm I'm standing within about three to four foot of the helicopter. Oh. <laughs> Goose guy crash distance or Goose guy still closer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I didn't understand the power of the model or nothing like that. Yeah. You didn't know the risk. It was an awakening moment for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. bet. (laughs) We've all had those. Not to mention, I I cried a little afterwards because that was a $1,200 model that just destroyed itself and hadn't even flown yet. Ate itself up. That's okay. I actually dropped a radio into a T-Rex 500 and two feet within inside my shop, full head speed, 100% power success. Ooh. Dropped the radio in it without even thinking as it spooled up, going throttle issues, open, close, and drop radio exploded, hide head, pick up blades from walls, and send radio into Horizon. Drop radio, please fix. <laughs> <laughs> Clean shorts. <laughs> yeah, that ain't no shit. So, like, Tuesday, we're out there, and I flew the turbine. Closest I ever came to die. Yeah, and I walked turbine out, set turbine in the middle of the runway. I uh, go through the spool-up process, and I kind of stay close because you don't know what's going to go on. And then I walk back. So, there's like five people walk out there to watch this, this turbine. <laughs> hey, you walk back and the five people are still standing out there next to it. You're like, eh, it's up hey. to you. <laughs> it's up to you at this point, buddy. Okay, yep. You might want to move back. Oh, okay. The guy that's got the controller who's going to fly is standing 20 foot away. That might give you an idea that you probably need to be moved a little bit. You know, that happens all the time with the turbine. <laughs> I always stand behind the pilot. Yeah, I like that, Terry. Always stand behind the pilot. He's not going to hit himself, hopefully. Unless it's Ben Stork, and you better be faster than he is. He's pretty damn fast, <laughs> the video showed. <laughs> yeah, he, he's quick, but He's quick. <laughs> <laughs> and not only has he done it once, he's done it twice. <laughs> uh, sorry, Terry, we had to... <laughs> you sent us down a rabbit hole. Yeah, sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> it's Mike's turn to off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I, I was just going off what you were talking about. Okay, I, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I can go down a rabbit hole. I mean, y'all <laughs> give me a little bit. I'm I can go. It's still early. It's only ten a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry, your maiden looks good. Oh, you're watching that? Cool. I'm watching the video now. Looked real good. Anyway, 
I guess that's the closest I'm going to be to a power builder. I think it took me 20 hours to start to finish. That's really fucking good. <laughs> I started at 6 a.m. and 11 o'clock. All I had to do was my setup. And I did that in a couple of hours the next morning. But I was cross-eyed the time I got finished. So it's 20, 26 hours? No, about 20. You still have to include the setup. Yeah, well, I did that in about two hours. In that case, mine is done. Mike did it for me. I just don't have anything in it to set up. <laughs> I'm going to give it back to him. We're going to put a Neil in it. <laughs> Fly the shit out of this thing. So here's my story. So Sunday, I get up. I'm ready to maiden this helicopter. I'm like, oh, boy, we're going to go do this. I load my plane up. I take me a Facebook photo, you know. Get out everything loaded. I get to the field. I'm unloading my helicopters on my table. <laughs> I reach in there and I grab my... Don't tell me no radio. No, it's much worse than that, I guess. But <laughs> I set my damn... I uh, reach in there and I grab my generator and I set it out. I'm like, where's my batteries? <laughs> oh. I'm like, it's an hour drive back to the house. Oh, God. So I was really debating on... I don't know how many times I've done that. Loading my stuff back up and just going home. Because that's strike one right there. Yeah. If three strikes happens, I don't fly. Yeah, you take it back home and... We go get something to drink, and next week we'll try it again. <laughs> God said, it, don't send it today. Right. So I decided to go ahead and go back to the house. I ran back to the house, come back. That was a mess. An hour there and an hour back, or is it 30 minutes there? No, it was an hour. Holy, you're that far from the field? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I'm pretty close to that myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. We ain't none of us got no room to talk, speak. Nope, nope. It's it's really hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep using it, Terry. Let, let me tell you what. When I got back into helicopters after Ice House 2019, I bought a helicopter, Nitro Synergy N7. I went through, set everything up, but I hadn't flown in forever. I reach out to a buddy of mine. I'm like, hey, help me out. Okay. Load everything up, drive to the field. We get everything checked out. Everything looks right. I had remembered enough to have it at least set up pliable. And fuel it up, walk out, no starter. Mm. I even got reminded, hey, don't forget your starter. <laughs> uh, well, shit. So, yeah, it, 30 minutes home, 30 minutes back to the field. Yeah. So. I don't even do that. My field's like 15 minutes away. <laughs> I actually will do like hot flights and come home and come tune, fix, and go back. But I don't like to do that. Yeah, I really debated on whether needing to fly that day or not. But anyway, on the way back to the house in uh, Dublin, there's a train track. Well, guess what? I got stuck behind a train. Across the road. <laughs> two strikes. Sit there for 20 damn minutes. Strike number two. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the third strike didn't happen. Uh, That's some dedication for a 580. Yeah. I'd have said, I'm flying. I'm not going home. We do this another day. Well, the guys at the field were like, oh, come on. It's only an hour back to your house. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody have a 6S5000? <laughs> That's the problem. They all fly nitro planes. Oh, and they just have small 2S stuff. Yeah. Well, one guy, he flies some uh, 
He's got some like extreme flat stuff. They're small. So it's like three S packs. At least you got it made. Yeah, I got it made. Is there anything you don't like about it? Uh, well, I bought the orange model and it's got a blue stripe down the center of it. Mm-hmm. They come out with that new orange color scheme. It's orange on top and the bottom, and then there's like a blue. Are you following this, Mike, or I'm not following? I am. I know what color it is. Okay. Okay. It's a blue uh, stripe, basically from the front to the back of the helicopter. They did it like the yellow Kraken 580, so it's got the it's the orange with like a checker kind of fady blue down the middle of it line. It's got to be better than green on one side, red on the other. Yeah, it is. After flying the creamsicle color stuff, the little overcast, that changes real quick, by the way. The orange and white raw stuff, yeah. Yeah. Still blacks out. When it's bright outside, oh, Bubba, yeah, it shines. Yeah, you can't beat that helicopter for that. Uh, you, you get a little gray in the background, oh, it changes real quick. All you can see is the tail. <laughs> and, and I mean, seriously, that's it. Yeah, I think we saw that when you were flying your nitro. Mm-hmm. You talked about that. Yep. At certain orientations, especially because, like, as it rotates around and comes through certain maneuvers, you're like, uh, inverted. You can see it real well. The orange really pops because it's glossy and it really pops if you're inverted. When you're right side up, the the white. As weird as it is, the white just disappears. It does. I won't fly if it's full gray sky. Back to Terry's canopy since we interrupted him again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, it, it's fine in, until you get in some clouds or... Yeah. At two feet, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't fly <laughs> two feet. That's my problem. <laughs> Uh, you actually fly really good. Yep. I did run into one thing on the build. I went to put my feather shaft in my tail, and it would not go through one of my grips. Mm-hmm. The shaft would go inside the first bearing, and it would hit the edge of the inner race on that second bearing. Mm. On the thrust bearings? No. There's a radio bearing in there. RS4 doesn't have thrust bearings. Oh. Interesting. Oh, thank God. So I popped that radio bearing out. I thought maybe something was underneath it, you know, and it got cocked in there. Washer between the two or something? No, there was nothing in there. And I guess they milled it sideways or something just a little off. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I ordered another tail grip, put it on. I sent a warranty claim in. Oh, really? But they want me to take a video. Oh, God. I'm like, I'm not taking my tail back apart. It's only 20 bucks. I'll just eat it. It's okay. Right. My time's more money is more valuable than that. Yeah. 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 Terry Music is not lying to you. <laughs> 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 he can ship crappy tail grip to you and you can look at it. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Not like that customer support anyway. Yep. But maybe it's a communication issue or something. Yeah, well, I took this thing apart about 15 times. That's why I lost a couple of hours, was just messing with this tail. Oh, nice excuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm done. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> Doesn't drop something in there. I forgot. Yeah, RS4 does not have thrust bearings in the tail. No. Okay. They said, uh, you no need, fly. So we'll see how that turns out in the long run. I'm interested. It's been a long time since I've seen a model do no thrust bearings in the tail. Which I think most modern models, the both sides of the thrust bearing are the same diameter now. There's not a larger one and smaller one anymore. Uh, there is on mine. I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit. You have to prove me wrong. Huh. Okay. You have two larger ODs on one side, two smaller ODs on the other. It just might be. I got a tail wag. I wonder what's going on. Tarantula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're both the same it just one has two smalls and one has two larges <laughs> <laughs> I think say I haven't built one yet that doesn't have uh, a larger and a smaller yeah really maybe that's that old ass shuttle you have <laughs> actually I had never had to head apart on that one uh, that's one thing I'm going to give props just kind of go back to thrust bearings for a second on the Venom manual you know, there's this debate. It rages on on RC Heli Hangout, RC Helicopters, on all these different forums. When you're putting the thrust washers in, does the cage side go in or does it go out? I don't think it fucking matters, really. I don't either. I don't even pay attention. Always cage out to catch the grease, but I use Dow Corning. Super sticky grease. Mm-hmm. And shit don't go out. But it's going to go out no matter what. You spin it at 40... 4,000 RPM or 3,000 or whatever your head and your tail, that grease is not going to stay in no matter which way you put the cups. Yeah. No, it's not. But on the Goose Guy manual, they tell you which way to put the cage. Really? That's the first and only manual I have ever seen that says put this side in. Wow. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Because everybody else, you're looking at the picture and you're going, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> put it together. Half my models probably has a cage in on one side and out on the other just because I can't remember which way I put the damn thing in. I call bullshit. Me too. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit on that right off the bat. All right, Carrie. You finally made it. Yeah. Well, tomorrow's an exciting day. What's the main topic? And we have an outro. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's going to be an awesome day. The uh, miniature aircraft interceptor arrives. What? Sucks I'll be at work when it shows up, but I'll have to wait a couple hours to open the door or open the box. Be speeding tickets. Hey Mike. Yeah. Hey Mike, you have you have his address, right? Because they're gonna drop it on the front door. I, I, I was sitting there thinking about that. Hey, uh, and I know he probably doesn't have an alarm system. We could sneak in the back door and steal the motor out. Hey, hey, boss, I need tomorrow off. I, I have an emergency trip. I gotta take to Palestine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's super cool that you're gonna get the interceptor. That's like heck yeah. That's like super good news. Yep. I can't wait to fly that machine. I've seen videos. Servos, engine, receiver, flight controller, all that sitting on the table ready for it. So. Power build. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gary, set your GoPro up and do a time lapse on it so we can see how long it takes you to build that thing. I'll have to figure out how to do that. 
he's going to have to do a reverse time lapse just so you can see his hands moving. (laughs) Yeah, it'll just be a blur. Don't call him tonight (laughs) unless you have something that looks like a V. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we probably don't want to see the first little while on time after he gets the model. That's probably private time for Gary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a shame. Hey, 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 never mind. I'm not going to say it. I started to. Dude, that's super cool. What color? The American flag. Oh, you did the American flag. But I'm probably going to end up with most of the canopies they got because I like all of them. I don't like the American flag stuff. I never really, I just can't see it. They black out. They look cool on the table, but. It does do that. They have a lot of cool canopies. That's the reason I specifically asked that question. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm going to end up buying probably most of the canopies for it. They're about seventy bucks a piece. Oh, seventy bucks a piece? Yeah, that's twenty dollars more than the RS4. Shit, that's a good price. Forty dollar main shaft. The pink canopy looks pretty badass. I I'm not gonna lie. Well, that pink canopy on yours, Venom, looks badass too. Oh yeah, pink all the way, baby. Try to get to my uh, hydro dip for Sean. I want to find some like pink, pink, pink paint. Yeah, I think I have some. I actually need to get his address so I ship him to him just so I can surprise him. I need a canopy though. I need a white donor, like a solid white donor. Yeah. Anyway, continue on. That's cool, dude. That you're gonna have that heli flying in like two hours. Heck yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, boss. I'm not going to be at work on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to just let yeah. you know now. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. be sick. If there's an emergency, <laughs> you sick on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eve. Yeah, Eve. I thought you were sick. I just seen your truck drive past the plant. Uh, that wasn't me. That was an emergency trip to the urgent care, sir. <laughs> he has his hands way up in the air and a dog sitting right on his lap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can make a pod. They don't see me. It's the dog, not me. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I've just been working on all the helis that haven't flown in a long time, ones that needed repairs and stuff like that. So been trying to knock that add to the flyable heli list. You ever work on your video of your singles? Uh, no, I got a new Blade CP in, and I've been trying. I got the head set up. It's running pretty decent. I think the servos are just flat worn out because, I mean, it jumps bad in collective. It's got like a real bad dead spot around center. You cannot maintain hover very well. It just has to fly for a video. It, I mean, it flies, but I think this model set somewhere where it was extremely extremely humid bottom of a pond almost (laughs) (laughs) because the factory receiver didn't work Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the whole system was just freaking out just on off on off on off i put a modern receiver on it and now everything's working but the tail is still doing that on off thing and it's not holding very well so i think the speed control is damaged. I, I was going to pull it apart and see if I clean all the corrosion off of it and maybe get it working right. 
You need to see if you can send that to number. You know who number is? Uh-uh. Ian Joel's buddy? Still don't know. That does the 3D print stuff? Huh. His name on Heli Freak is number. Uh-uh. Forgot what his name is. My age creeper. <laughs> Keith Williams. Yeah. That guy? Oh. If you mail stuff in, you can send a bunch of my jetty receivers so you can fix them. But he actually does some board repair stuff. He might be able to help you out resoldering some op amps or something yeah. on that ESE. Because I know we used but, to change those op amps and stuff on like the oh yeah on some of the older nano blade stuff. Okay. It would be kc3d.com. There we go. All right. Oh, Keith Williams. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've only been flying it with normal tube rotor blades just to do the setup. Sean kind of made you have to do a video on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's getting closer. I've been working on it slowly. Small projects. So what is this new transmitter shit? 32MZ. No, better than that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's white. Nope, it's black. I hope it's a V-bar touch because then you'll have a classic for sale. Nope. Damn it. JR Elite. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were going to do I it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't resist. I knew you were going to do it. I figured you'd have bought the white one, not the Elite. The white Elite is not available yet, but it is coming. What's the white one? They don't call it the Elite, right? That's the what? The current white one is the Matrix. They're basically the same transmitter. The Matrix only comes with single battery. The Elite comes with two. There's very, very few differences between the two. I do not want to hear one more peep about that $3,200 boat anchor Fataba I got from nobody. <laughs> you can sell it. eBay. Yeah. How much is this thing? It's three grand. Oh, did y'all see who uh, just joined Team JR? Uh, Nick Maxwell. No, Kyle Stacy. Really? I thought he was Mr. V Bar. Kyle Stacy is now flying the Elite. Woohoo! One more come to the bright side of the force. <laughs> motherfucking carries over there waving the flag like in the front yard like, <laughs> like, like it's like Trump people uh, Biden people <laughs> when I read that I'm like carry either drink the Kool-Aid they don't even show a price on the website I'm on JR Pro Pro uh, $27.99 for, with the one that comes with the soft case Mm. Yeah, for three thousand dollars, that bitch better not come with a soft ass case. It better be a hand job from Nick Maxwell. Uh, I think you can even get it without a case. Period. I ordered the one that comes with the double case. Yeah, because my XG fourteen was just floating around without any protection. So it looks badass. It looks badass, and if it has any a bit of Nick in it. I wouldn't have spent the money unless I knew this was the Nick stuff. Like, like this is what Nick's working on. This is the radio Nick's, like, the flight controllers. and Yeah, and that's the whole reason why I got it. When the flight controller's available, I'm going to grab one. 
I'm definitely anxious to see that. So this is what you think Nick is using for? That is what Nick is flying. Okay. He's got a prototype elite that is pearl white. It's a badass looking radio. I've never even seen it. I hope it has better integration than the 32. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint. The 32 is a bitch to set up and the integration is atrocious. It flies great. The 32 760 setup or the 16 760 setup, once it's set up, it flies amazing. It's just how pissed off do you want to get to try to set it up? The last podcast Nick Maxwell was on, he went in pretty good depth of what they're looking to achieve currently. But he said the future, they can do a lot more. But right now, the integration will be flight controller only, not speed controls or nothing like that. Okay, I have one gripe. Only one gripe. What's that? The antenna. What about it? Was it got like the spectrum style stubby that just sticks up? Okay. Yes. Yes. I never touch it. Even on the 28X, I just left it alone and I never messed with it. And I ain't had any signal issues. Yeah. Just don't leave it in a room with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my only gripe. I wish they would have built it into a handle or something. Yeah, I like one. Which I really thought the transmitter was black. It is actually a pearl black. It's got metal flake in it and all that. Oh, it, wow. It's really, you already got it? Really good looking. Yeah. Yeah, see, you keeping secrets on me because you told me you were thinking about it. <laughs> you said, yeah, I think about it. But I've been buying so much stuff. I got to be nice. Now I know why you ain't bought no dark rye. Now the answer finally comes out. The truth comes out. You haven't bought any bird. What was the first model that flew with it? Well, probably you put it on a turbine. <laughs> Brand new transmitter and you fly it on a $6,000 helicopter. I think when Kerry thinks about something, he's already got it coming. Well, yeah. we're, I think we're all a little guilty on that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And my problem is, is some of the things I think about, uh, my wallet can't get coming. Yeah, I hear that. I'm tapped out myself. Yeah, I've used up all of Spiegel's credit cards. I've used up everybody's. I mean, so I'm I'm done for a little bit. That's good. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! You uh, you surprised us all. How's that shuttle been? <laughs> it's doing better. I finally figured out why it quit drawing fuel. The uh, low speed needle was just too lean. And uh, I ended up backing that out almost two and a quarter turns. And it finally started sucking on fuel. Two turns? Yeah. On the idle needle? Uh, I guess it would be, yeah. Because I think, what, a turn and a half, turn, turn and a half is about where it should be. That's what I thought, but it will not suck fuel. Neither one of the two engines will suck fuel like that. It's old school, so open it up until it starts pulling. And, and it's also a little 28, too, so. Yeah. That's an air bleed carburetor, too, if I ain't mistaken. 
JC's ankle. Yeah. JC's yeah. ankle. Oh, I've, JC's I've ankle. been wearing him out. <laughs> so that's why he's not been responding to anything on Facebook because he's like, if I get on Facebook, Carrie's going to see me. <laughs> no, no. I direct text him. Yeah. I got his cell phone number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it shows green and he's like, eh, if I do yeah. anything, it's going to show green and they're going to know I'm. <laughs> he's going he's to know I'm responding. Yeah. But I finally got it to throttle up high enough I could at least hover it. And I hovered about a quarter of a tank of nitro through it. And then uh, that's that's all they were pretty much made to do, really. And it was almost hands off. The tail was holding good with the mechanical gyro. Nice. It was really doing good. And I landed it, killed it, and it hasn't fired again. I'm pretty well guessing the glow plug probably popped because it's not even trying to fire so have you put new bearings in that thing yet in what that should answer your question there (laughs) (laughs) this is actually the second engine i bought that had the helicopter head on it Mm. i opened the case and everything everything looked good in there so send it yeah yeah keep buying glow plugs you might at some point start buying the cheaper glow plugs and not the os8s that are like nine dollars a piece well i don't even know what these two glow plugs were if anybody has some OS8s, I'd take them. 601 Rosebury, Buda, Texas, 78610. Yeah, I got your address. You can't have mine. <laughs> I gave one away to somebody at Helly's or Apache Pass. I did, too. And that's the thing. At $9 a piece, it's like, uh, that's just like walking around handing $10 bills out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to stop handing those out. <laughs> yeah. I think I have one backup. I think that part of because I've given Carrie a little bit of crap. It's like, uh, put a damn good glow plug in there to start with because instead of finding, yeah, I don't even know if it, yeah, it lights up. Let's stick the bitch in there. You know, put a good one in there. It says, it yeah. says B Glow and it's $2.99. Yep. Send it, dad. Yep. Will it run? Let's go. <laughs> it's an airplane. Yeah. Hey, uh, quick, you are like, you got to pull the motor on that thing to change the glow plug, but when you pull it out, Look at it. If the coals are condensed, it's too fat. If the coal stretched and white, it's too lean. That will let you know where you're at. Oh, I've never heard that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cool. That is new knowledge for me. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> okay, Javier. <laughs> I think to say, I'm going to take Javier's spot on this. Yeah. Price of the fuel. Price of glue plugs. And I've been listening to RCHN <laughs> and all the troubleshooting and this, that, and the other. I'm staying away from natural helis. Why do you think I fly gas? <laughs> Honestly, Carrie, it's just like reading a two-stroke plug. When you pull it out, the plug's real white. You've been running lean and hot. If it's real dark and black. That's you- if he started with a new plug. Right. He's throwing old plugs in it just to like, it runs with this one. That's it. That's how you read a plug. Just so you know, you pull a plug and the coil is stretched and white. It's running lean. It's running hot. If it's real dark and condensed, you're running fat. Yeah, because I always just plugged it into my glow driver. And if it lit, it lit. All right, we're good. I've never paid attention to the coil. What if it doesn't light? (laughs) Yeah, most houses that I know of, have multiple of these are called trash cans. <laughs> yeah. Just throw just throw it in there and start over. Exactly. Maybe fatten it up a little bit on the next one. Yeah, yeah. 
unless you're still flying an old uh, Goblin 500 with the thumb screws for the canopy, yeah. a glow plug screws right in there, just perfect. Hold your canopy on. What? <laughs> Recycling at its best. <laughs> it does. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hey, I need a glow plug wrench. That's an electric helicopter. I don't care. I got to take my canopy off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey. Wow. When yeah. you want to put your canopy on, you got to come up with something and you lost the thumb screw. That's crazy. I'm going to ask <laughs> Renee about that. Yep. <laughs> yep. You guys are full of little secrets. Main topic. <laughs> Wait, what is what is that again now? <laughs> it is hot. Early. <laughs> it's yeah. summer and it's hot. I'm kind of in like this kind of downer. Like I'm just being honest. I'm kind of in this downer. I got through all the fun flies. Like the next fun fly for us is Abilene. Yeah. I put one in there before that. Oh yeah. The one at Arca, right? Yeah. I'm all good for a Friday night. You send it again and I actually take vacation. I don't have to go to Baylor. What's the date on that? September the 2nd. So it's Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah. I should be good. Yeah. Yeah, I should be good to take Saturday off if I have to. Cece hasn't seen us like, eh, it's Arca. I could let loose. Oh, yeah. The night radian should come out of the closet. It's kind of funny because the ad shows it for the 2nd. But then they want to tell you there's RV hard hookups and parking and this and that, whatever else. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the. They need to say Friday, Saturday. They they do. I'm trying to get bits and pieces wound up. Oh, to get some of the plane guys down that are in the area. Yeah. I'm going to fly my plane there. Yep. If it lasts. You got to have an electric one. So it's an electric event. Fuck. Fuck that shit. The ride the lightning. I don't have it. I guess I could ride the glider. Yeah, you got you got stuff. Ellie's glider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 3D print stuff. May have to get in a hurry and finish some stuff, but the one person this hurts more than anybody's Carrie because everything he's got's got fuel of some form in it. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything. He's got that goblin five hundred hey, with I- the glow plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Back to main topic. <laughs> main topic. It's freaking hot. It is. Be careful desoldering stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't realize it. Just adding 20 or 30 degrees of ambient temp between 70 and 100 degrees, like your ESC, your batteries, your wires, your connectors, everything's hot. So just try to fly a little softer. Just a little bit. Yeah. Make sure you check your shit. Nitro, fatten it up a little bit, probably. Yeah. Don't squeeze every last inch out of it. Uh, it's going to last till September. Yeah. I think- Got another two months of this in South Texas. Florida, I think pretty much most of the southern United States is going to be hotter than normal this year. Yeah, they said on the news, I guess, for the next, uh, what was it, seven or ten day forecast, everything's supposed to be between 102 and 106 here. Generator, portable AC unit. Uh, backup plan. <laughs> yeah. In case they decide to shut all the power off to the city again. You stop me, but I'm going to go in and do some basics on this. I'm horrible. I forget to use sunblock. Spiegel's much better than I am. I'm real bad about not prehydrating. 
and then I get out and I get dehydrated. But uh, staying hydrated and using sunblock, I'm supposed to go out today about two. I'm actually probably going to go buy one of those uh, was it Salt Life or whatever. I'm going to say this wrong. This is where we need Captain Kenny. You know, the long sleeve T-shirts just so I don't get cooked. Oh, yeah. Like a wade fishing shirt that keeps the sun off, but it's breathable. Exactly. Yeah, just so I don't get cooked as bad because I didn't even realize the scenario. My arms are because I've been flying twice a week here lately and you don't even realize it. Start stacking it up. (laughs) Yeah, my arms are getting kind of weird and this and that, whatever else. So you just don't realize how fast you get burnt. Even when you're in the shade, but you go out and fly for five minutes, uh, you get burnt fast. Wear a hat, too. A sombrero. A sombrero is really good to, like, wear. <laughs> yeah, I went out to the flat line last weekend. I could feel the sun beating down on the back of my legs because I was wearing shorts. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the worst sunburn ever is when you're like, oh, it's in the shade, and the back of your calves get burnt. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. I'm there. Oh, 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 yeah. Please, please put sunscreen on the back of your calves. <laughs> yeah. I think just for the safety and the joy of flying, I think it's do some, you know, sunblock. I hate to sound like the old guy, but you don't even realize melanoma and carcinoma, how easy it is. And you don't pay attention until later on in life. But touch yourself, hydrate, sunscreen, whatever. Oh, hey. I got to take a, a, a rabbit hole trip. Hey, Carrie. Yeah. So Sunday got just a little bit of payback on Richard's people. Oh, God. Oh, man. You're talking about maybe shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be interested. Oh, RS4 should have been crashed. <laughs> oh, I know what this is. Yeah. Roman Ugh. candle at the wazoo. <laughs> Pretty damn close. <laughs> <laughs> Not one, but two. I grabbed two of them. Mm. Mike is asking me for a lighter, and I'm like, I don't have a lighter today. I don't have my stuff with me. I was like, I don't have a lighter. I go out there to go fly, and I'm like, okay, we're going to fly. And I was like, fly the RS4. And I was like, and all of a sudden, it's like I had to dodge. Like a Roman candle almost went into my ear and crossed my face. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like one hit me in the back of the shirt. (laughs) It was like. Are we trying to hit the helicopter? Or are we trying to hit me? <laughs> oh, no. I was shooting straight for you. CC thought we were shooting at the helicopter. And then he's like, that fucker's shooting at Spiegel. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I said dance. <laughs> he's, he's, I, did, I, I, I did a little Spiegel shuffle, man. It was, I was a little worried. I was like, Ey. and the helicopter like made boo, barely out. I was like. Okay, let's get the heli up at this point. Figure out what's going on behind me because this is getting this is getting interesting real quick. I had no idea. Like I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Mission part one accomplished. Uh, so when you least expect it, expect it. <laughs> Spiegel's like, I'm not playing this game no more. Uh, yeah, you are. You just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. I can play hardball too. It's okay. Yeah, no, so we go back to the main topic. I, I had to bring that up because I forgot about it until right then. No, 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 no it's been really hot. Um, I've got a, a fan, a little ice fan thing that I bought, it helps a lot. Neck air conditioner, yes, neck AC 
Uh, I don't care which one you buy. I've got one of those little uh, towels you wet. Oh, uh, this puts that to shame. I don't know. The towel that wet's pretty good, but you get all soaking drenched. Mm-hmm. And you drop that thing around your neck, got the little cold plate on the back. Yeah, no, it. you don't even have the fan going. Just that little cold plate on the back makes a hell of a difference. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Water bottles, water bottles, water bottles, water bottles, sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Hey, water is is wonderful, but especially if you can be out all day, electrolytes, uh, Gatorade, Repel, shit like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That Repel shit, like, dude, I was screwed up the other day, and I was like, and I bought some. I think I was at Dunkin' or going to Dunkin' or back. Anyway, I ended up with some. It tastes like shit, but that stuff works. Yeah, it does. I like it better than Gatorade. Dude, that shit works good. Like, it tastes like shit. I mean, it's limey, but it's kind of thick, weirdo, like, I'm sick limey type stuff. But, dude, talk about getting electrolytes back in you very, very fast. Oh, yeah. And you don't need a bunch of it. You take a couple swigs and half the bottle. I don't know if it can save a person, but it definitely gets you back where you're like, okay, out of that heat stroke type of mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. That's in all what we're trying to avoid is one of us having a heat stroke. Oh, yeah. It's easy. Yeah. When I was riding my motorcycle, I would get some of that to keep on there with me. It doesn't taste great. There's a bunch of different flavors, too. Grapes, okay. I like the mango, believe it or not. I don't care what it is. If I get to the point where I got to pull that out of the refrigerator, I don't care what it tastes like. I just want to get my body rehydrated. Yes, sir. But yeah, batteries, 3D print planes, hydrate. It's hot as fuck, guys. Like, it, this is going to be hot for like another two months. Well, on your planes, if you got a uh, a canopy, keep them in the shade. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've warped more than one in my life, leaving it sitting outside in the sun on a flight line. Mm-hmm. Why does my canopy look like a Coke bottle that got hit with a torch? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, back in the nitro days. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's all on the main topic stuff. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Mike the other day, asking, I was like, there's really not that many summer, like, event stuff in Texas. And he's like, well, it's because it's freaking hot as hell. That's usually when I do my building. You're going to have to keep buying more if you're going to keep building. Yeah. Well, well I still got a kit put together. Right, right. What kit do you have? 480 Fusion. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I forgot all about you won that thing. You're going to do that as a nightbird, right? I'm going to try. I got the copper full and everything. I've been trying to gather everything up. You haven't even contacted me? You're talking about the blades? Yeah. You're going to try to build blades and you haven't even asked me? Well, I got to learn. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Having having a roadmap is a whole lot easier to learn than trying to draw the map, too. <laughs> well, I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could take all the LEDs and resistors you need and put them in an envelope and put a stamp on it and ship it to your house. <laughs> and the copper tape and the MCPX battery stuff, you can figure out. Terry's going, uh, resistors? Huh? What? What? The resistors and the sizes... I know you can go by the schematics and like what it says and the resistance and everything. 
but the seat of your pants when you want to push that LED farther than what it's supposed to be pushed because we're only going to run it for four minutes at RPM, it cools itself down. You can actually power them a little bit more. You can send a little bit more voltage to them than what the spec sheet says. Yeah. I need to build another one. It's just so hard to have a dedicated night bird, but you know, we're sitting here talking about the heat of summer and, and one of my favorite things to do, I love night flying in the summer. Yeah, because, well, it's not nearly as hot. So, you know, get out there nine, 10 o'clock at night. We, we need to get together and have another night fly. Even if we're just using spotlights. Yeah, Kenny needs to set that up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not showing up until it's like late afternoon, though. Like the sun's down because that field gets hot as hell. Oh, yeah, because that sun sets right off in your face. Oh, yeah. We're talking about what's what's the club? Highland Lakes out in Kingston. Highland Lakes. Mm. Yeah. So I don't dog the scrap pile for not talking about what they're talking about. Are you done? We're done, right? I think we're done. No, thank you. The simulator topic. I found this week on Next RC. I've been simming a lot. Still working on skids in. It's very, very hard. Skids in Pyro TikToks are very hard. Skids in TikToks. Four points are hard, but it is a envelope that we don't want to open. And if you start dabbling into it, eh, it's another orientation you can learn. On Next RC, I learned that there's a favorites button. There's a little star next in the bottom of the icon. You can star it and you can favorite that model. I always fly the... What do I fly? I don't know. At one point, you had the the compass. The compass seven HV. Currently, on my thing is a shape S nine because it flies so floaty. And instead of getting my seven hundred to fly like super hard and like smack, I'm going to start trying to work on getting my seven hundred to be very floaty and smooth. Hey, speaking of shape, has anybody talked or heard anything from Florian lately? No, I need to text them again. And see what's up with them. Yeah, he's got the S8, right? Yeah. I think he's got two S8s. One to unbox, and he crashed one. Yeah. He had a young kid, and then he's middle 30s and wife. But you talk about somebody that can fly? Heck yeah. The motherfucker can fly. Oh, yeah. And nobody knows his name. Like, he's an invisible entity. Yeah. Sean would have dropped his jaw. He just shows up, and it blows your mind away. Yeah. Yeah. Sean would have seen him. It'd have been a heli direct sponsored pilot photo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause smooth, floaty, big air with some real technical stuff thrown in there. Yeah. No, it, he's pretty impressive. 100% in control. Mm hmm. Jamie and Ben would have been watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's new? The Venom's new. Yep. Uh, back to the simulator stuff. JR has released a dongle for the Xbus side of all the receivers. Plug it in the Xbus port. Then you just run, looks like a USB-C to your computer. And it works for uh, real flight Evo only at currently. Hmm. But it's pretty cool. And then they're also working on a converter, Xbus converter. So people that fly JR can use them on Goose Guys or something like that. It converts it to S-Bus. 
Yes. Convert to SBUS. We can plug it in whatever we want. Yep. Plug it into a V-bar, anything, right? And they're supposed to be coming out with a new Park Flyer receiver. What? Uh, like a super, super thumbnail-sized Park Flyer receiver. For the S2? Yeah. Yeah. Indoor stuff. For for the smaller helis and stuff like that, yeah. They need to make something good for like the medium. Yeah. Never mind. Like I, I give up. Medium price range, JR. I was about to say that. Uh, yeah. I think that they've dedicated themselves to not doing anything medium. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I kind of stopped myself. I was like, yeah, I think they're like full send in this, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool. I mean, I, I don't mind spending the money on a transmitter like that if it does everything I need and you can fly planes and like JR Pro Pro is a humongous plane. Yes. 3D airplane, like this little helicopter thing on the side, it's super small compared to their gas or airplane market. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. And I'm sure they're in the jet stuff. Oh, yeah. You're going to see this radio out. If it's JR, it's going to be solid. I'm glad to see a bunch of helicopter pilots starting to pick them up and driving that drive to innovate for the helicopter side. They need to. I mean, I would love to be able to do a comparison between the Elite and whatever this new fly barless they have coming out. Hopefully, it's intuitive and easy to set up, and it flies as well as like the 760. The Neo flies great, but the 760 really does fly good. It's just, again, it's a, such a pain in the ass to set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does fly good. If they can take how a 760 flies and make it set up, Almost as easy as a Neo. Uh, I'll be selling some shit. Or a brain. Just make it easy as a brain. Or a brain. Correct. I have always loved JR. I mean, if they had done something other than like, all right, we're kind of done with this. When I came back, that's what I'd have had. But JR is not stupid. They're a very, very smart company. I guarantee they're going to put out some like middle... You know, they're going to do a 16 or a 12 or something like that, where it has the same software, the same programming, the same logic. Well, they may already have it. I mean, they have the T-44 or whatever it is. Yeah. Who knows? They may already have that set up in the background with a firmware update that it's like, all right, click this button, update firmware. Now you can use your T-44 or whatever it is, which is basically like a 9303, if I'm not mistaken, or or XG-11. Yeah. Yeah, XD11 was 44. I wouldn't put that aside. Like to get into that market, I would assume that this new Flybarless and the servos and stuff, like they're not going to be all like stretched out, like super high end. They have to be able to adapt to the sport pilot. Oh, yeah. Because the sport pilot's the lifeblood. To my knowledge, right now, the lower radios, the, the 8, the 14, the XG, they're modern variants. They all have XBUS. But to my knowledge, the only transmitters that you can program the new JR servos with are the Matrix and the Elite. Yeah. I don't care about programming servos. They'll have a box or something. 
I have tested that. I plugged it right into a receiver and I can adjust that servo from the transmitter. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't care about that. Just being honest. I mean, it's cool, but at the end of the day, like, I don't care about it. That's not a game changer. No. And this isn't no disrespect. I mean, it's like I was talking to Kenny because I have the Fataba HC700s that I picked up from Shannon used mm-hmm. several months ago in the in the raw. You got to have the special box. You got to do this, that. That bird was set up. It came out great. They fly fantastic. But do they fly $250 a servo good? Or does the 760 servos in the turbine from Torx fly good? I mean, and that's the thing with like the Fataba servos, having all this programmability and this and that and whatever else. And it's wonderful and great. But is it $250 and $300 a servo great? When you're done with the setup, you're done with the setup. You're done. You don't, you don't got to go back and dick with it no more. I, I Exactly. I have not personally flown a 760 servo or done any of this special stuff besides the spectrum box that I do to set zero up. Right. I just think it's not needed. That's the part I like about it is to be able to center the servo without using sub trim. Right. There's no guessing. There's no this, that. And, and this is like with Torx, you know, Frank is going to love this. Why is it better? Well, <laughs> because you, you have a true centered zero. Trim's not messing up your up and downs or whatever else. It's a true zero centered. Yep. But, you know, this is where, you know, like with Torx, that little T-box is stupid simple. It is. It's two buttons and a knob. And you adjust it, hit the button, hit the button, you're done. Like the the freaking Theta program box, that thing's retarded. It's confusing. And nothing is real time. You know, like with the Torx box, you reach in and you dial the little knob, the servo moves. The Theta doesn't. You guess, and then you poked a button. You guess, and then you poked a button. Really? Yeah. The Theta, I believe you have to power cycle the servo. Yeah. Before it takes the change, and then you got to try it. Oh, no, that didn't work. Oh, dang, which way did I go? Sounds like me at work trying to teach a robot. Right. It, 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 <laughs> seriously, it's probably about what it's like. Yeah, yeah. With the Fataba, the GPB1 box, or whether you're using the radio or whatever, it's real time. It, it can be a little confusing on a couple of things because, you know, it's like seven pages of crap to set up a servo oh. instead of twisting. Well, it's not. It's three or four, but it's the same thing. Depends if you take the SAM method. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I want a button that says 760 or 1520. I want to adjust my center. I want to hit a save button and, and I want to be done. And after that, I'm going to throw the little $35 thing back in the toolbox and hope I can find it the next time I set up servos. That's That's how simple it is. Yeah. Well, I like mine. The torch, torch uh, box is pretty good. It, it is. It's it's stupid, simple, and easy. The Theta sucks. Ain't gonna lie. Sorry. I like the Theta Soros. The that they they completely missed the mark on the box. And you got to be honest when you know. Yeah. Now I've got the older torch servos in uh, my Kraken here, but I was able to set it up. I I don't think I was off more than. Plus or minus five or six on the sub trim. Oh wow! I love I love torque mini servos, micro servos. Torque micro servos are the shit. Oh yeah, 
They are the shit. The tail is bulletproof. Either micro or mini or full size. I haven't done a full size, so I can't speak on that. But the micro, freaking bulletproof. Good servos. Oh, yeah. Never stripped a gear yet. I'm going to fucking crash the shit out one next week. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Dean was just calling me. I sent him a message two or three days ago asking if he was free, and he just now responded. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I've got some guy in Florida that has a jetty rail that's been wanting me to work some goose guy magic with uh, R4 lights I need to talk to. They have them drop in here or there. We'll see if he can get a record a segment, but we'll see. Soon, very soon. Soon, very soon. Hmm. <laughs> do I know this person? I bet I do. They're like a sunny south treasure coast of Florida there. <laughs> yeah. You fucked that all up. I did, didn't I? That's, you, you definitely gave it. A, you definitely gave it a swing. I'm not going to give it a swing. Yeah, it's been so long since I heard a podcast with him on it. Yeah, man. So yeah, I've, I've got a little line. You got to work on him. Uh, events. Ride the lightning. Uh, what is this? I'm going to look at this real quick and see if I'm off or if I have to like. Yeah, there's another one that we need to add in here too. Well, Lindsay, Lindsay's in October. It's the middle of October. Uh, you have to look that up. You're going to speak it out of your mouth. Well. You're sitting in front of the laptop. I know, but. You just have to put your feet down. <laughs> so today's the 9th. So I'm off on the 15th, off on the 29th, off on the 12th, off on the 26th, off on the 9th. Oh, no. That's nine two. Damn it! Yeah, it's gonna cost me some vacation to come hang with you guys for two days. But you know what? I may have to be in Baylor that week. Hold on a second. No, that's September, August. I have to go to Baylor. So yeah, I just have to take some vacation. We can do the ride lighting at Arca in Austin, Texas, September second, twenty twenty three. Abilene's on here. Chopper Madness, September 15th through the 17th. I'll be there. Uh, hopefully I'm off. I'm not going to click through it again. Apache Pass, November 1st through the 4th. I'd love to go to Southwest Heli Rodeo, but I don't know if I could pull the two off or like bank out. So sorry, maybe next year. Really would like to go. What other one are we missing? Superfly in Lindsay, Oklahoma. I'm I'm trying to look it up. Uh, buy and sell. I haven't bought anything. Haven't sold anything. Why you look that up? Podcast. RCHN is freaking full pull. Like once a week, guaranteed Friday. And guys are shoving it out. Awesome. Nuts and Bolts RC podcast with Matt, Clay, Jason, and Casey. They need to put more out. They need to get more regular. They have been quiet lately. Well, they had the one from Duncan stuff. Like it was cool, but like, yeah, they slowed down. It seemed like they kind of got in the rut that we got in, where we got into like podcast, podcast, podcast on like events, events, events. Yeah. So September twenty eighth through October first is what I was just told. Okay. 
I'm still trying to find it, but I am going to try my best. If I have to take one day vacation and do a drive up and just do like a Duncan drive up in the van, I may do that just to have some helicopter support. If you're in the area of Lindsay, Oklahoma, show up for some heli stuff. It's going to be a great event. It's a full-size runway. The whole town comes out. There's a town of like 1,500 people. There's a whole town that comes out and watches everybody. There's enough room to hurricane as freaking big as you want. I heard rumor that they were trying to make it almost free. Where's that? Lindsay? Yeah. They're kind of taking what we did at Helly's over Apache Pass. I'm not saying they're taking it, but. They're trying to make it as cheap as possible for the pilot entry fee. They have to charge some to cover some porta potties and stuff like that. They're going to, but they're going to try to make it as cheap as possible, which is the whole, the whole thing that we're trying to grow, right? Get people out, get people out of the house. Like, even if you don't come fly and you're in within a two hour driving or three hour driving or 10 hour driving, come down and check it out because. I missed it last year. I want to be there this year. I have FOMO. Uh, yeah, I do too. You want to throw out the Apache Pass PayPal thing? So the Heli's Over Apache Pass 2023 file has started. Uh, actually, 2023 is over. Uh, we're going to start working on 2024. God damn, 2024. I have a donation email. This is going to go to Helly's over Apache Pass. This is going to anything from buying water bottles to porta potties to anything. I'm trying to make this event free next year again. And it's TexasHeliGroup at gmail.com. Yeah, or just at Texas Heli Group and it'll go to it. Everything that goes to this account will go directly to Helly's over Apache Pass to make the event bigger and better and I don't want it too much bigger, Sean. I'm sorry. You pushed it a lot. <laughs> but next year, we will make it bigger. I do have, I want to announce, I have a buddy at work that just picked up a humongous kid's slide jumpy house thing. So maybe next year, we may have to charge for adults, though. Kids are free. <laughs> So yeah, texasheligroup at gmail.com if you want to donate to Helis or Apache Pass, which is the event that I put on, that Mike puts on, that Kenny puts on, that Carrie puts on. All of us on the podcast are contributors to people having fun with helicopters. But yeah, definitely like contribute. I don't care if you send 50 fucking cents. Send me 50 cents. It'll go to the right place. I guarantee it. Everybody on this podcast has access to the PayPal and the password and everything. Like, legitimately, this is all going to this event to try to make it free for everybody next year. Vendors, it doesn't matter. If you want to be a vendor next year, get with me now. <laughs> it would work out great. That's amazing when you only have. 10 months left, it's like, uh, we only got 10 months. Like, crap. You know, we only got four months. Crap. Hell, it's next week. Yeah. You know. mm -hmm. Telerotor just put one out with Rich Michael, Robert, Mike, and Cliff. 
uh, Heli Heads. I haven't heard anything from them lately, or I've not been watching it. If I missed some, hold on a second. I gotta look it up real quick. Yeah, they put one out last week or week before last. Maybe I listened to it. Oh, yeah. Crap, I've got two of them. I've got Nick Maxwell Audition Nitro Review, and I'm going to screw this guy's name up. Episode 99. Jacques Mita. That's what it says. I did the best I could. (laughs) Okay. Just trying to say it. It's J-O-A-C-H-I-M-E-T-T-E-R. Exclamation point, exclamation point. You give me what you got, because that's about as awesome. Maximum Collective, Greg, McGregor, and Steve, you guys are killing it. Bill Ann, I haven't watched any Bill Ann, but like, there's a bunch of Bill Ann stuff like that's really good. Yeah. Definitely look at it. TikTok show with Ben, Donnie Pesci. I kind of want to get with them and see if I can get on their show. I've never asked to be on a show before, but they haven't put one out in a while. And I'm kind of like, come on, guys. Like, you guys are the shit. Your air quotes, Ben Stork and Donnie Pesci. Come on. Yeah, they're probably going to make you sign about 47 different disclaimers and then have Terry edit three-fourths of what you say out if they let you on, just so you know. True. I don't think they edit. Yeah, I kind of think the same thing. I think they need an edit guy a little bit, you know, but... I'm not volunteering, and neither is Terry because he's booked up. Sorry. It was a little hard for me to follow on that last podcast. Yeah, jump her all of it. Not that we don't. (laughs) The content's great. Keep it up, guys. Give us more. You'll get better in time. I mean, I completely suck still, and I've been doing it forever. RC Scrap Pile, you guys gave us like a shimmy shimmy elbow bump. That's not enough. Need to get off the pontoon boat and get back to flying airplanes. What they need to do is record on the pontoon boat. Oh, shit. Yes, I would even take that. That's even better. While flying airplanes. Yeah, there we go. I will go up there and fly helicopters and airplanes off the pontoon boat and record. If that's what it needs to be. Do we need to borrow Captain Kenny's boat and we go do a podcast on the middle of the ocean? Oh, dude, if we could go to the middle of an ocean and I could stare up at the stars like at Duncan, Oklahoma, I'm all game. Let's go. Hey, Kenny. I may just need a little bit of help along the way. I could pick up some tarantula. I think I can get the help. I bet that could be accomplished. Yeah, sticky fingers, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Free fall, Kevin, Steve, Andy. I talked to Ian the other day. Ian's doing okay. He's He moved out to the country some from the city, and he's been flying a little bit, but he's mainly taking care of life with wife and not, not wife, but like kids. And he's been doing a lot about fishing, and he said he's catching more fish than Javier, period. Oh. Point taken. He actually showed me like a picture of like four or five bass. I think they may have been under the limit, but, you know, maybe the limit's different where he lives at in his pond. <laughs> I'm still looking for RCHNV2 podcast stuff. RC Today Show is kind of dead. We're looking for a server. 
anybody has a server with space available for RC Today Show files, let me know. I can get you with Chris Boltinghouse. We can figure that out. BK with Bert. Man, I kind of missed hearing Bert. Yeah. Just being honest. So it was like a BK Hobbies podcast that like you got to listen to what's new, what's this, you know, shipping. It was good to listen to. They need to start it back up. What what the company goes through to keep us flying. Yes. Yes. I don't think people realize how much some of those guys have to work just to keep us in our toys. Yep. Yeah. And to listen to that through a podcast, Kyle, it actually helped. You know, we'll spend more money with you and Bert if you give us content. Just what we need. Inverted down under, they're gone. Uh, if anybody can message Ozzy Mozzy and was it Jeff Smart or Geo Smart? Yeah. Get them to put one more out. I may have to like start like spam calling Facebook or something to get them to do another one because I loved, 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 loved listening to them. Completely different side of the world. If there's, and I've said this before on other podcasts, if there's anybody on the other side of the world, I don't care where you're at, message me. I will help you get to the podcast point that shit show that we're at. And I just want to listen to other people. Yeah. I don't care if it's planes or helis or mainly helis, but you know, I kind of dabble in the plane thing. Just don't tell anybody. I'm still in the closet. (laughs) Bud Light. I think Braden and them are to start a Louisiana podcast down there. Yeah. I think they should too, because Braden really wants to do podcasts. Like, he's probably going to be mad that he's not on this one. He wants to be in this podcast, like, period. But we're kind of full <laughs> for, like, another regular guy. He's been too busy on cruise ships and flying airplanes around and it, yeah, doing all this other stuff. Playing with fish. Yeah. But I think him and Blair, I think they have enough Louisiana guys that we could get them going. And I think I think if we get them going, Louisiana guys on a podcast, you may have to hold on to the handlebars. Yeah. Which would be good. Maybe too much XL power stuff, but you know. That's the lower guys. So all right. If you need to get a hold of me, it's Houdini RCHelly at gmail.com. Kenny is rcnuts at gmail.com. I'm rc-taz at hotmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook. I'm on pretty much all the groups. RC Heli Hangout, RC Helicopters. Yeah, just reach out. I'll do whatever I can do to help you. Carrie Snyder at Carrie Snyder at Yahoo. I'm also on YouTube, Carrie Snyder. Facebook, Carrie Snyder. And I'm Terry Music, tmusic618 at gmail.com. We need to do the tress records. The end. Da, da, da. We're done. 9 a.m. to 11.15 on 7-9-2023. You guys have fun and go fly. If there's an event close to me that you want me to come to or you want me to fly to, let me know. Houdini at rcle.gmail.com.
Jesus fucking Christ. I'm scared to click anything. More. Yeah, I've seen that. Hey, I'm recording now. Good. I pushed the button. I'm sure it didn't let them know it's all. Oh, it, it dinged and said, this message is being recorded. Allow or leave. You turned your camera off, so we don't know what's going on. To be honest, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, this isn't one of those podcasts. <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm horrible, horrible about remembering to use sunblock or sunscreen or whatever you want to call it. Hey, that's all in the main topic, man. Okay, doing? I'll stay away from it then. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here by the way I just noticed something every time I bump the desk the springs on this freaking boom arm plays like a guitar (laughs) sounds like a Terry problem (laughs) I don't hear it Uh, I don't hear it either so you're all good maybe it's just maybe I'm just picking it up so must have got the better one (laughs) (laughs) what do we got like Three blue yetis on here. Yeah. And a root gaster. <laughs> hey, I'm kind of disappointed. We ain't heard no buttons hit. We ain't had no TikTok playing. We ain't had nothing going there, Terry. You're, you're slack assing. I know it. And did I break this thing? Uh, Probably. Yeah, I pulled a battery out of something that I held in my hand that is very important to me currently. But yeah, squeak, it's squeak, a little squeak. sticky. I, I can I can guarantee you it's a little <laughs> sticky. When batteries not good, yeah. Yeah, we don't we 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 don't want to know that. Hey, Carrie, move closer to your mic, Bubba. I'll pull it to me now. Oh shoot! Almost hit the table. <laughs> <laughs> or he can turn his gain up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were you were sounding like you were on speakerphone. Backside. Yeah, he was oh. a bit away. Oh. Shoot, I can't Got read it. On the back side, the top if you... One. Yeah, the top How about that? <laughs> yes, everybody's moving their Yeti microphones around trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. You called it. <laughs> you called it. I guarantee that. You called it. I am guilty. Yep. So those guys that don't know, I normally do this on a set of AirPods, and it's like, all right, audio sucks. Everybody griping at me. Terry gets mad because it's hard to clean my stuff up. So me and Carrie Snyder both bought the Blue Yeti mics with the stands so we could actually maybe be understood other than my horrible redneck hillbilly twang accent. And uh, That's what we have you here, though. That's oh, okay. Yeah, I know. So, you know, it's like, all right, for the first time, you know, you might be able to actually hear me. Yeah, the audio sounds good. Uh, that doesn't mean you're going to understand a damn thing I say, but you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> that This one this one should be a whole lot easier for you to edit there, Terry. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you, you, you never know. <laughs> There's lots of stuttering going on. That's what takes my time out is the, the W's, the D's, and the and ands and <laughs> Was I stuttering? I mean I'm good at it. I ain't gonna admit. No, you don't you don't you don't stutter. I stutter. We all do. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Trust me. <laughs> like the last <laughs> podcast, like when I went kind of cut through and listened to it, I knew where I stuttered like bad. And I went through it and I was like, motherfucker cleaned all that shit up. And I know how far you have to zoom in to clean that shit. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah, but it, it works better for me because I try to play. <laughs> <and> they, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the beat. What the hell is that? It's that button that it. Shaggy's got. Yeah, uh, delete that button. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm fixing to start making noises too. 